Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Viral Music Hub podcast. I'm Lawrence once again, and uh, today um have uh, a guest that was actually referred to me by a previous guest on the show. Uh, um, hilariously enough, um, uh, Tara, who, uh, as you may know, is Sweaty Lamar that was on my show recently, uh, as like last year or so, um, she actually referred me to the man I am about to introduce you to right now, and that is um, Rob and his uh, musician name uh, he's going under is The Sounds of Settling. Um, how are you doing, Rob? Hey, Lawrence. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm actually quite excited. Uh, yeah, ever since I heard uh, Tara be on the podcast as well, she was telling me about it. I was I was like, yeah, let's absolutely do it. Let's try to get on this one today. So thank you so much for spending some time uh, trying to get on here. We had some time difficulties trying to set up a date, but finally we got it and we're here. So we excited are, for this. We are here. <laughs> so I, I just find you have a very interesting story after kind of reading up on your, your Spotify page about you. Um, so you were originally based in New Jersey. Correct. Yes. And you were kind of in the pop punk scene there, from what I understand. And like the you kind of played in, in another band. Um during, uh, during yes. time. Yeah, back back in uh the golden the golden days. <laughs> uh, I, I feel old already. So um just <laughs> back in the 2008 to like 2013 for like five years in that frame. Yeah, I was uh I was in a band called Hands on the Stereo, which was a pop punk band. Uh, we were very heavy into the scene. We were really just playing as much as we can. We did even a couple of tours uh, out to like the Midwest of the United States wow. and mostly up and down the East Coast. And with like bands like uh, we had good friends, Viking, 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 uh, and another one, uh, Prawn. We actually did a few dates with them as well, too. I've heard of Prawn. <laughs> yeah, they're really cool, like post-rock band. Really, They're yeah. such good people. I haven't listened to much, of it, but I've I have heard of Prawn. Yeah, I, oh, so at, least, at least we got some credit. That's pretty. You know? That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we stopped in 2013 because uh, we we got to a point where we started talking whether or not we need to be taking it seriously or not. Should we move mm. forward with it? Uh, and we had to sit down. It was like a long talk, and we basically said, "I think you know um, it'll be safer if we just kind of went our own ways and tried to have more stable jobs and have a you know income and." We were really afraid of the risk we would be taking, you know, if we do pursue music, is it stable? Can we make money off of it? Are we able to, you know, take care of our future uh, families and be able to pay the bills and stuff like that? Because music such a volatile scene. You, you, you have no idea if money's coming in or not, you know. So <clears throat> we decided to keep it safe and we, we went our different ways. And I decided to go to Poland <laughs> for medical school. And that was that was my route. Wow, <laughs> that is an interesting path from Jersey pop punk to Poland for for medical Poland. school. <laughs> and there, there's not wow. there's not a lot of pop punk going on in Poland. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's such a wild journey. Oh, that that's like man, like how you ended up there after after that is it's pretty incredibly fascinating. Yeah, I had I got the offer because my background is Polish. My I'm, I'm a, my parents are immigrants from Poland. They 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 came to New Jersey, and uh, after growing up in New Jersey, I was the first one in my family born, and probably the last. It looks like uh, just growing up and uh, got an offer saying, "Hey, do you want to go study in Poland?" And my Polish is okay. I could speak Polish quite fluently with people. Oh wow! And 
I said, let's do it. Um, it was like an English program. So I was with a bunch of international students. So it wasn't a problem with that. However, speaking Polish did help being able to talk to like patients and some of the other doctors that worked there. Um, they definitely favored the people who spoke Polish a little bit, at least. Nice. And yeah. Um, yeah. and I was and I was there for six years. And, and I felt like during that time, I was stuck in like a frozen time capsule with music because uh, I have not listened to any new music from like 2013 and my six years of medical school till 2019. Really? I just kept listening to the huh. same music that I had because I had no time. I had no time to discover wow. and listen to albums and new music. It was just studying all day in and all day out. So it was just a rigorous program. Uh, and yeah, I, I've, I don't know. And the, the, there wasn't really much of a music scene over there, not like the local scenes that we have in the East Coast by us. Um, oh, right. So it was, yeah, it was it was really hard. It was it was it was either just like you know huge artists coming by to like the capital, um, like Ed Sheeran or you know name yeah. your big celebrity type person. <clears throat> and in terms of like pop punk, you know, Polish is Poland's one of those countries where you're not having a lot of um, English speaking artists. Unlike you know, if you were to go to Amsterdam, for example, like yeah. there's a lot of Dutch people. A lot of people speak Dutch, but a lot of them speak English as well. Right. Um, but in Poland, it's strictly Polish. And I, I don't know, I wasn't really into the music that someone showed me. I was like, ah, I think I'll just stick to my music. And I was just so focused on my studies. that I just, yeah, I felt like just listening to the same music over and over for those six years. Wow. That's, that's pretty interesting. You're like kind of like musically hibernating in a sense. That is a great way to put it. <laughs> wow. Musically hibernating. I've been using this frozen time capsule for, for the past like few other interviews. But musically hibernating. I'm going to write that down just now. That's perfect. You're going to throw that in a song lyric or something? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's like it's like really true. That's pretty that's pretty funny that like that's like how that that work went worked out for you. And then it must have been interesting just like find like different types of music after that time period then. It it wasn't so much of an explosion as I was hoping for. <laughs> yeah. It was more it was it was more of like a slow like a drag a bit because like for example even when i started working as a doctor it was it was quite grim because my first year as a doctor was in 2019 yeah right before the pandemic hit you know so right uh the, the pandemic hit and it was like again just like baptism of fire you're going through a lot of things um trying to mm. get through your day-to-day jobs and i still wasn't really looking into music too much i was just kind of stuck to listen to my same music and like when i'm studying my main playlist is the lo-fi study playlist on youtube you know that's just constantly playing in the background and now it's it's weird because everywhere i go if i hear a playlist at like a coffee shop and they're playing the lo-fi uh, <laughs> playlist or something i feel like i need to be studying or reading something <laughs> it's like a complete reflex um that's funny but but no and then more recently uh, i i got my guitar uh, my wife bought me an acoustic guitar because i didn't have anything here um traveling with uh instruments abroad was too expensive i didn't want to and I just didn't want to bring my electric guitar over because then I wanted yeah. to find an amp and I didn't want to go through that. And I didn't have a DAW at the time. Um, and then, uh, yeah, my wife got me an acoustic guitar and I was very grateful with it. And that's when I started like fiddling with music again. And I, I think what kind of sparked uh, my interest again was I went, um, a friend of mine invited me to go to see a concert. It's this uh, band called Easy Life. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard of them no so easy life i man i wish i i don't even know how to describe their music they're like 
indie funk, I guess, wow. like a, what, like indie funk pop. Maybe wow. this, they got like saxophones and trumpets and you got your guitars and keys and like smooth lyrics and stuff. But I went to see one of their shows and I wasn't expecting much. Uh, it was in, where was I? Northern Ireland in Belfast. I think I went to go see them. Huh. And I wasn't expecting anything. I just went, got my drink, just stood in the back and they played and I was like blown away. I was like, oh my goodness, what am I missing? Like, this is, this is that so much fun. And like, I, I, like Ratatouille style just went back to like me playing shows, you know, going yeah. back when I was, you know, 20 years old, 21 yeah. years old, touring and playing with the guys. I'm like, I need to do this again. That that's, I miss this. It, it wakened the beast again. It, <laughs> it, it was, it was, it, it came back. Like he was like, it's time. <laughs> it's time. It's time to go back to work. You know, back to the cave. I go, and, and that's exactly what it was. I felt like after that, I kind of went home and I started, you know, trying to write as much music as I can, just dishing out whatever was coming out. Finding all the old and, flannels in your closet, and <laughs> oh man, I love the. I love a good flannel. Let me tell you. Yeah, man. <laughs> you can't go wrong with a flannel. It's like um, I missed you. I, <laughs> <laughs> just like wipe off the cobwebs and everything. Too long, my like, <laughs> it still feels like it was yesterday just wearing it. Um and then yeah, just and then uh after you know, like uh I felt like with songwriting it takes it's like a muscle, you know, again, like you're trying to remember oh. how to write music again. And God, even though yes. like it, I do I do, I would say too, in a sense, like riding a bike is like you know a structure of a song you know what you're going for more or less you know what um which path you want to take lyrically and musically you want to go within a song and stuff and you you have some ideas already from back in the day but you write like your first 10 15 20 30 40 songs that are like just shit that are really small like all right cool you dish them out and then finally some good ones are coming out yeah um and then, I, yeah, I went to, I found a producer here and then, and that was a whole experience. I'm trying to find the music scene here in a new city. Cause like after, after I graduated in Poland uh, from medical school, I, I traveled, uh, I moved to Scotland and now I work here as a doctor. So wow, uh, I'm, I'm international. I'm everywhere. <laughs> That's such a, what a journey. Holy cow. That's <laughs> a pit bull over here. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's amazing. Wow. Like, uh, how do you enjoy Scotland? I I personally I don't know it's it's got its days because I personally like the dark dreary and rainy days uh I do I do like that I like it when it's cold I don't like hot summers so oh. this the summers here are actually quite okay you have like your one or two weeks of extreme heat and then after that it's okay it's still like you can still wear a hoodie My, yeah <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, and uh, other than that, sometimes it gets too much. Um, and I think the city I'm in, I'm in a city called Dundee, which is just a bit north of Edinburgh, the capital of Scotland. I think yeah. it's just a bit too small. I've always lived like right next to New York City, you know, from New Jersey. I lived like 15 minutes away yeah. from New York City. And the city I lived in Poland was also pretty big, Wrocław, and um, just living in Dundee, I think it's a bit too small for me. So that's my only complaint. <laughs> it's like you're just not used to it. You're just like, what the hell? Where, where is everything? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, where's the food? Where's like the trams and the subway, the metro? Like the, no. none of that's here, you know, so. You're out in the country, boy. <laughs> that's it. But, and, and it's not too much country. You yeah. do have your, they call them hills. There's hills everywhere. Uh, you can right. travel, but we we have been so like my wife and i we're, we're both here together we're so used to not driving a car 
And we're like thinking, like, I think it's time to get a car if we're living here. <laughs> it's like we need to get to other places. And it's not like any other city where you just, you know, get yeah. a taxi or a bus or a metro, just get to somewhere easily. Oh, no. Um, no, yeah, that's where we're at now. That's wow. So how what what was the, you know, how did you come up now? I I, I kind of know, but like how did you come up with your like your stage name, this current project? everything that's going on right now like what was the kind of the, the yeah. finally the, the the like the explosion the creative explosion that happened the, the creative explosion i think um i kind of like took a look back at my own life and i was thinking like uh you know uh just like that moment in 2013 when the band decided to split to do our own thing and get comfortable we were like okay we're settling you know, um, we're settling <laughs> to do the things that's more comfortable for our lives. And, oh, you know, wow. instead of ch- instead of chasing the dream, you know, we're going to we're going to settle for the things that, you know, to have foundation, to have stability in our lives and stuff like that. Um, and yes, it comes it's straight out of a Death Cab song. Uh, Death Cab for Cutie. It's, <laughs> One of my it's, favorites. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so good. It's so good. I'm, I'm hope, like once I actually get to play shows and stuff, that's how I want to introduce myself is just have that song playing. <laughs> oh, yeah. 100 uh, percent. There's, and they just canceled their show here today in Edinburgh. Oh, and I was like, oh, bummer, because no. somebody's sick in the van. But oh. such a bummer. Uh, but yeah, straight off with Def Cab and uh, just kind of a lot of things in my life, like uh, saying, you know, I am settling, but not all of it's always bad. Sometimes you settle just to have that kind of routine in your life, to have something familiar going on and being able to feel okay and safe in some things. You don't always have to chase a dream and be risky and things like that. Um, so that's why uh, both the song is great. And I think the message behind it, I was like, yeah, this is uh, this is how I feel like this, this project is. Yeah, I feel like um, I'm going back to trying this dream, you know, like yeah. the 31, 30, 32 year old trying to go back and chase the dream. Yeah. So the song is called Healing Failures, which is like, I, I like, that's a very interesting, like, how did you come up with that? Like, what was the. I uh, So I, there's, <laughs> there's this book, uh, uh, one of my band members from Hands on the Stereo, like, he recommended it to me when I started writing music again. It's called How to Write One Song by uh, Jeff Tweedy. He's from Wilco. Oh, I uh, love Wilco. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Wilco is great. Wilco is great. And uh, I, I read through the book and it was it was so good. I really enjoyed it because he really, especially if you listen to the audiobook version of it, because he plays through examples, like he'll play a song on the guitar and you'll be able to hear it. So I did oh. the audiobook, and I'm so glad I did. It's awesome. so good. That's pretty neat. And, and it's so nice. And there's this one exercise that I really love. Um, and it's basically you just pick two subjects, um, a bunch of, and then for for example, like let's say your job. So I'll be doctor, you know, I think that's yeah. where it is, something in medicine and, uh, oh, competition, you know, hmm. two just subjects like that, a competition and uh, being a doctor. And for being a doctor, I would choose um, 10 verbs. And for a competition, I would pick 10 nouns and just, uh, and I just did a, there's so many pages in my notes of this, just pick something in 10 verbs, 10 nouns. I switch them around and just connect a whole bunch of them randomly, just like pick a noun connected to a verb. And some of them made sense. Some of them didn't, but the, the, the practice, the exercise is to try to make a song out of it. 
That and, is uh, Adam, so cool. <laughs> it's, and it, it's nice because wow. it gives like it gives some imagery to the words that you're saying. And it, it just improved my lyric writing so much by doing that. That's one of like a few exercises that he uh, mentioned. And I think that's my favorite one. I love it. It's like music Mad Libs. <laughs> it, it, it basically is. And it, and, and, it, and it forces you to really try and write a song. So like every day I did like a, a, maybe one or two of these, you know, even if I didn't have time, I would do one or two. Um, and then uh, that kind of came up to healing failures. And I was like, <clears throat> uh, at the same time, I was thinking of what this song is about. Um, and it, it was like just, you know, again, perfect timing always comes up uh, at you know, right place, right time. And it just kind of turned into this. And I was like in a spot where it was like um, I had a day at work and it was all about like heavy choices that you need to make uh, with your own life. And this one was particularly um about writing a do not resuscitate form Ooh. so and very specific and and the words in the song kind of reflect it's actually quite literal um there's not that not too many metaphors going on but it's wow it's basically having this chat with a patient because you every time um when somebody's at that stage of life and they come in and they're sick in the hospital it's important to have that conversation because sometimes the best thing to do with somebody who's dying is not jumping on their chest and, you know, cracking their ribs open and trying to uh, compress on the hearts and doing all these really aggressive things to try to get them back. Um, sometimes it's better to just give them some dignity and let them die in peace. Um, and having that chat with patients sometimes can be really difficult. Some of them were like, yeah, totally. I get it. Yeah. Leave me alone. If my heart stops, don't do anything about it. And we're like, great. They understand. Whereas some of them, it might be a bit of a shock and they have to kind of think about it, you know, and then making that choice. Like, I don't know what, what's the best thing to do. And those choices are really hard to do on your own. Um, but it's always better to make that choice, your own decision, instead of someone else making the decision for you because at the end some other someone else is going to make it for you wow that's that's really heavy man i did not even like i because i haven't really gotten a chance to really like look at the lyrics yet you know because i was man, kind of being in medicine man it, it just goes like i thought i was hemo and it just went into further <laughs> like, on emo. wow like just wow like damn that's that's wow that is really heavy that's a really heavy subject matter and that's but that's a really really cool concept for a song i think that's yeah. really brilliant and i think it's it's important for for doctors too i feel like it's interesting to be in a pers this perspective i feel very privileged of course being in this role but i think it's an interesting perspective that a lot of people don't get to see where how doctors feel um and like you know, it's not always how you see it on TV. Like, yes, they're awesome. They save lives. It's it's great. It's and then you know we kind of make it look easy sometimes. But man, it's really difficult. Some of the things we have to do, and yeah. you go home at the end of the day really washed out and exhausted. Um, even though like you might not be doing actively a lot of things, but it's just a lot of thinking involved of oh, making sure oh, yeah. you're doing the right thing, and then you know that we're making the right choice for this person because they have all their trust in us, and it's right. just. It's a lot of it, or that's a burden yeah, to carry sometimes. It's a burden to carry, and I and I think it just takes time and practice to be able to get to, to carry a point it. of expertise. <laughs> right, you get you get to a point of expertise that you get yeah you get used to it. Oh, it's I mean it's just not an easy it's never an easy conversation to have you know I mean I've you know 
you know, I've had been a part of that conversation, you know, and it's, it's, you know, on, on, on the other, you know, and not your end of it, you know, so it's, it's, you know, it's always, it's a very difficult thing. It's like, what is the right thing? What is the right thing to do? Am I making the morally right choice? It's, it's, that's a tough, that's a tough thing. And when it comes down to, you know, a person's life and I mean, whole, you know, humanity, it's like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and, and and that song, it doesn't have to be like something as dire as that. It could just be like any big decision for you. So it's always, right. you always got the, you know, the riskier decision or, you know, going with the safer bet, which, you know, again, goes into the settling bit. So for example, like if you got like, uh, I don't know, a new job offer, you know, you could stay safe in what you're doing because you're comfortable, you're, you're familiar with it and you can keep going on with it. Or you can choose the other decision and go and get this other job and try it out and things like that or you know something where it's i don't know something else where it's uh decisions where you can make the decision or one day or another some external factors are going to make the decision for you so for example like covid i think did that for a lot of people in their jobs because a lot of people lost their jobs you know mm, yeah so you know instead of them leaving the job at the time that they wanted to COVID was like, no, force, fuck you. We're going to make you, yeah, we're going to get you out of the job. Yeah. We're going to force you into this uncomfortable position that you now have to work your way out of. Yeah. It just, I think it displaced a lot of people. And I think a lot of people struggled very, very mightily with that as their role had just suddenly just changed so quickly and people really didn't know what to do with themselves. I think a lot. And I actually really didn't have to deal with that because I was in, you know, the grocery industry, so I was constantly working. So I never had that like moment of like, oh, what do I do with myself? You know, like, so I was able to keep myself busy, you know, be, and I, you know, as exhausting as it was, like, I didn't have that, that problem of like, you know, so I understand like, it's definitely a different for a lot of people that did like lose their job and they just didn't, you know, really know what the hell to do after that yeah yeah it's it's and i think that's that's what the song's for it's like basically uh just an anthem an anthem for those people that needed to make that decision or right. you know who got into those shitty positions where an external force kind of made the decision for them and that's it goes out to those people yeah and well like and i kind of like i took the song like the title is, is almost just like a way of just kind of forgiving yourself for making you know any of the decisions that you decided to make you know it's like yeah you you did it you decided it you know and even if it didn't work out like you just gotta you gotta heal it you know yeah and you're healing those failures or you try it's people who are taking the the hard way out and making sure that you know they get to the better spot on their own on their own circumstances unlike you know uh in the lyrics in the chorus like burning the records for the medicated winners is basically the cheaters it's like we'll just we'll just hide away all these documents for the people who are doing well thanks to all these other medications and things that will make things easier for them a bit you know um yeah it it's 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 sad you know where you can really tell by people's work that they're doing working really hard on their art on their projects on their life and you can see how some people especially instagram really skews it as well too how they make it seem like their life's so great but and I don't know. It's I might be just rambling at this point on, but, nah, not <laughs> but at it, all. I I think it's basically this this picture of like um healing failures. It's we're trying to fix the people that are trying to work really hard at their own life and trying to find their own way because because they are making the tough decisions 
unlike the people who kind of get things handed to them and they i, right. I would just kind of call them those cheaters the medicated winners privileged yeah whatever yeah. you want to call it yeah no that's that's a really good point and you know i think it's really fascinating that as a doc from a, writing songs from a doctor's point of view like i i think that's like a really an added layer now to your your songwriting that you can use you know and and those experiences that's just a whole nother layer that adds to your you know the thoughts you can put into your songwriting now as morbid and and tragic as they can be you know it, it's you know it does add another little something you know your experiences in the medical I, field i'm so happy that i have this because like i i use the music as as an escape to all of it now it's actually so nice to have these things written down on paper <clears throat> the things that i experienced in the hospital and what i do day to day and the thoughts that I have sometimes coming home, you know, it's, it's nice. Most of the time I have my wife and she's also a medic. So it was like, we get to sit down and talk shop and, and that's great. She's my rock and she helps me out with things. But then there are some days where it's just, I, I need to do something more. And music was, you know, my saving grace where I'm able to just write down these thoughts and how I'm feeling and, you know, get it out into the world. And it's like, great, this is my escape. And I actually, it, it does make me feel a lot better at the end of the day. So having that perspective i think is very interesting but i i love you know being able to share that as well yeah and honestly props to what you do every day honestly man that's like that's such a like you're such a hero like you know <laughs> i mean like <laughs> i mean like no i mean really i mean what you do is so is so incredible you know like so god bless <laughs> you the fact that you're even able <laughs> to you. like create stuff after doing that sort of job is just like impeccable to me like i don't know if i could do that like that's that's so difficult. That's such oh, a high I'm, pressure I'm, job. I th I think I think you you get used to it from all the the beatings you get in med school. You kind of you kind of get used to it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. So what's next for you, Rob? Like, what do you yeah. have down the pipe? Like, you know, is your yeah plan, absolutely your, your upcoming plan for this you know new project? Yeah. So uh, I did record five songs with the great oh. producer Mark Tindall. He's a Dundee native here. I recorded five songs with him, and uh, first single, Healing Failures, came out February 15th. Um, there's a music video out. I got an acoustic version coming out next week, uh, so that'll be coming out soon, and that'll just be on YouTube. <clears throat> and after that, I got the next single. It's going to be called Ashes, Ashes, uh, and that one comes out April 12th, and that'll be on all platforms on April 12th, uh, and I hope everyone checks it out. I, I like that you're doing the acoustic version only on YouTube. That's a really interesting way to drive, drive traffic to your YouTube page, you know, and specifically yeah. only your YouTube page. Uh, that's exactly it. That's really, yep. that's really that's cool. exactly it. Yeah. yeah. So it's just on YouTube. It's a YouTube video of me playing acoustic. It's like a film, you know, recorded right. version, filmed version uh, just on YouTube. So some, some people can go on there and just have a look and see what else I got on my YouTube channel as well. Like the music video and I have a lyric video that I made, which is just me making a pour over a coffee. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, just, just trying to drive traffic there that's, to see that uh, <laughs> people can see other things that I'm doing. That's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty neat. That's the, I like that you're doing music videos uh, too. I'm glad the music video is kind of making a comeback these days. It yeah, seems, it I seems agree. like it seems like it, right? Like, am I like I'm not going crazy, right? Like, it seems like no, the music video no. is. I think you're absolutely right. I think the MTV days of you know music videos are dead or over, uh, and I think music videos are coming back, and it's more about giving a vibe yeah. more than uh, it may about giving a vibe, but also being able to tell a story with it. And I'm so for that. I'm so ready for it. 
Um, yeah. And then lyric, all my lyric videos, because I have a few coming out, and then I want, I always, I've had this idea of making my lyric videos how-to videos. So healing failure is how to make a pour over coffee. Uh, I figured because as a doctor, we drink nonstop coffee. Anyway. Oh, shit, I can only imagine. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, you know, we made it. My a friend of mine, a friend of mine came by. We recorded me making a pour over coffee. And it's uh, also a how to video if you want to learn how to make a uh, pour over coffee at home. That's that's so ingenious. I love that so much. <laughs> that That is awesome. I love that. That's that's great. I love, I love that. So is this, is this going to be like an EP like, or, or like, uh, yeah, yeah, of some sort, do you think you're down the road, like an L, like an LP maybe possibly? Yeah, or... I'm hoping, I'm hoping so. So, uh, yeah, this EP, the, uh, so I got singles coming out, it's all, you know, uh, ready to go. And then the EP will come out June 7th, I believe that'll be the Great. whole EP. Uh, and then I'll just be writing that for a little bit and then hopefully get back to the studio and slowly record a full length and, you know, working as a full-time doctor does make that really difficult. <laughs> well, um, yeah. Try, trying to get studio time and stuff. So I have to plan things out really carefully in terms of time so I can get some time off and being able to go to the studio for like a week straight at least yeah. at a time to get like basic things down and then go back random evenings or random mornings to the studio and uh, I'm sure it's gonna be a nightmare for my producer but hopefully we can work <laughs> something out god bless you mark <laughs> i have faith in you sir <laughs> shout out to mark yeah he's amazing he's, he's such a he's such a good person i love him so anybody that's uh, if anybody that's in, from you know in the scotland area listening to this go to uh, mark tindall i totally recommend them <laughs> buy your buy your producers coffee treat them well i mean get it you know give them a dinner date every once in a while it's, it, you gotta you gotta keep the like you know you gotta keep them safe <laughs> absolutely yes that is true that is very true i I always went to his place with a cup of coffee ready for him so <laughs> yeah, always, right. yeah. <laughs> of course you have to you have to it's like it's only it's only right to do that <laughs> so um you can be found on pretty much every platform right like uh, spotify itunes uh Apple, I yes, every, every, any 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 platform. That's it, music's easy this, these days now. It's yeah, so great with all the it's... platforms. It's there's just one distributor. Press press OK and it's sent to everywhere. So whatever wherever you listen to your music on, I'm there. No more, uh, I think majority no, no, is Spotify. No more selling the CDs out of the back of the truck. I know. Uh, oh, God, <laughs> yeah. Begging people to buy my Please. CD for for five dollars or something. It's really good. Like, <laughs> it's really good. Uh, I all, promise. <laughs> it's all platforms and you can find the sounds of settling on all social media as well i'm mostly on instagram so if you do want to chat with me i'm most easily contactable on instagram the sounds of settling uh but i'm on facebook instagram uh twitter tiktok youtube whatever you can think of i'm probably somewhere so you can find me there Awesome. Rob, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you sharing your story and, uh, you know, what's coming up for you in the future. Uh, I, th I thought your story is incredibly fascinating to say the least. <laughs> so I thank really you so appreciate much. you taking the time uh, out of your I, And I appreciate you again. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It was a lot of fun. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And I hope to talk to you soon once, you know, more music comes out. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're, I'm de definitely looking forward to it. And I'm sure everybody's going to be uh, very soon. <laughs> so, um, well, Thank you all for listening again. Um, stay tuned. Probably going to actually have another episode coming within the next couple weeks or so. Um, so looking forward to releasing that too soon. So uh, again, thank you all for listening. Take care.